You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Torah. Yes, Rizcha Daraisa is coming your way. But first, you've heard of me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing, which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in up to a 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system. You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT Corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder and officers and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Check nrspay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now, Rizcha coming your way. Get ready. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Erev Shabbos Shuva, right before Yom HaKippurim, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I'm here with Rabbi Gabriel Bechofer, and he is sweating bullets because he's got a Shabbos Shuva Drosha for Anche Palisades to hear. So this will be your second Shabbos Shuva Drosha. It used to be, of course, that Rabbanim, despite what Shabbos Shuva Drosha was about, they would sometimes use the, the Drosha to sort of uh, impress with their power of pilpul, litvish rabbanim, only spoke twice a year. They they sometimes used it to uh, to pirouette, to show off, to to bring to the foreground a whole number of makiris. Which you know, I'm happy as a literary person. I'm happy that that record exists. It gives us a place to look. I actually did check to see the record show says anything on tshuva. He says that there are three types of tshuva. One of them is tshuva meava. And that is like a chachamus oiker the nedemi tchilasai. The second one is chuba miyira, which is like a makkah and a refua. But the refua is before the makkah. I'm not sure what it means. It's a tchailin I guess the chait does take place, but it's bottle. And then it says that the third one is aidei surin. And that's like mikan lohaba. And then we have a place, of course, that the two types of fuos. One is mikan lohaba, one is lamafreya. So then the chuba aidei surin is only mikan lohaba. And Shuva Aideira, even though it's not the same as Shuva Meava, it's Luma Freya. Although, and then he says in the footnote that Lahavir Achet Loboy Kavarim, Lutakin Achet Boy Kavarim. So evidently, Shuva from Misurin takes away the Chet, but to fix it is Shuva Meira, but that's not the same thing as Shuva Meava, which is a Chacham being Oiker. You know, uh, which again, this is part of what Rav Salvechik uh, indicated was the reason why we still do this pseudo Hataras Medorim as Yom Kippur begins. Most people know it's called Nidre because it's built into the halachic ideal that one can 
actually be ma'ak or something in Batreya. If someone could say that what you said really doesn't mean it, the nether was never there. So it, it's a parallel to the act of tshuva. It actually is an act of tshuva on a specific level. When you go to a chokham to be oikar a nether, you go into your whole, you go to the three levels of tshuva. You have, you have, you have charota, you think about what the ramifications of your actions are. It's something you definitely wouldn't want. So it's sort of a parallel. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think it was, it's a rugged Trevor thing to have three dinim. I, I don't think that there anybody else is, you know, Rabbi Salvechik has many two dinim. I don't think there's any three dinim in uh, Chuva. Yeah, as I keep on saying, Chaper, Letaher, Kaponatara, that, the, there's a third din here. What's the name of the third din? Yeah, well, this, you know, clearly it, it might be a subcategory until you get the Chuva Bayaba. I found an interesting letter from Rabbi Yochev from 1977 where he actually speaks about Shuva Meyava as a real possibility for everyone. Uh, he's talking to a couple that has been, seemingly the husband and wife had both been involved in Maiseavera, and um, the wife uh, was subjecting herself to all sorts of sigufim because, you know, she I guess she felt very terrible about what they, what they had done. And uh, Rabbi Yotram tried to ward them off and talked about the Simchan Tshuva, and he kept on emphasizing Tshuva Meyava, and he was telling them that they are able to really be mahapech those acts into Suyos, which is really, you know, everybody of course knows it's Rishlokish, in the Gemara Numa, who is the one who articulated this idea. So I, I do believe that, you know, Tshuva Meyava is still possible, and it's something which I think is of a, of a totally different uh, level, and maybe that's the reason why it's that's the one din and the other two are sort of like, whether it's Al-Yadeh Yisurin, Al-Yadeh Yira, those are more in our world. By the way, I intend to say that most of us have the Tshuva Yisurin Mechapri. I don't know if it's good enough, but especially those of us who work for employers. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, clearly, as we've talked about the Shiva Maduri Gehenim, that are the people who, who teach people like us who teach in the secular studies departments of various schools. There's no question about it. I believe when Akhameva Estrim, I think it'll I think the the, the Melitza Yoisha for me will say, yes, well look, you know, he he, he did have to teach uh, English and history and that hundred percent. A hundred percent. More more than most people would realize. And uh, that's part of the reasoning and we talked about so many so many regular English teachers who who actually are well-versed in teaching this subject and just trying to make a couple of bucks, they all quit uh, summarily because of, of, of what they're subjected to, whether it's in an elementary school level or an high school level. And again, you know, the Rebbeinah Shalom understands that we are sort of a pampered door. You know, for for my father, Shalom, and your father, Shalom, the difficulties of what either of us went through in a thin of, Probably would not count as Yisura, you know. I don't know. I disagree with you. I think that, uh, on the contrary, because they expected Bizonis. We didn't expect Bizonis. Right. But again, the, the we point, were brought up not to expect Bizonis. We, we were pampered. That's what I'm saying. We were pampered. Yes. We were raised. We were told how great we were. We were told how the world would be ready for us. Right. Our Rabbeim gave us Dimionis. And those Dimionis helped shape who we were. And then when we, ran smack into a very difficult buzzsaw reality, many times yielded through, you know, these apartheid, these, these underlings, these, these people who 
found themselves in the position they found themselves, the design was even double. First of all, we didn't get what we thought we were going to get. Then we, we didn't know what the Renishon wanted from us. And then, you know, we had to live with the calumny and embarrassment that was surrounding us so much. So, but, you know, I look, I, 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 I don't come into Yom Kippur or beyond thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm such a great Balisurin and the Rabbinic Shalom has, has, has thrown these Yisurin at me. I still am still carry enough guilt to feel that I have done very, very little in, in what I could really do for Avodah Hashem. And I, I wouldn't say the Meshachachim before, uh, that even though the Gemara Numa says that Chil Hashem, there is no Kapara for, even Misa is not Kapara. The Meshachachim says that the moment of Ne'ila, somehow the Dargas of Chil Hashem fade away. In other words, where the Malochim and the whole Seder Avriya and all the Pigomim of, of everything uh, are still relevant, there's no way the Rabbani Shalom can be Moichel his covet. And therefore, it's like the Malachim are there, it's like all the Sarim are there. He says at the moment of Ne'ilah, there's such a, a, a one-on-one intense relationship that the Rabbi Shalom can be Mavater. And if you are able during Ne'ilah to generate that best part of yourself, the part that's the real part, then you could even get Kapara for Rachel Hashem. That's a very tough, that's a very difficult uh, thing to stomach though, because in Nila, you're not making a Kiddush Hashem. There's no Tikkun. You're doing the Right, but, but the point is, the reason why the Rabbani Shalom is not Mevat there is because in the Seder Abriya, look what you did, right? In other words, it's like, it's the Malochim are there, they're being Teveya. How, how could you allow this to happen? When they are out of the picture, when everything's sort of like, I, I wouldn't call it entropy, but I would call it the opposite of entropy. What happens here is almost like the shattering of all the Bubim. So at that point, the Rabbani Shalom, that, that Chilu is not take this Mokha. And therefore, if you are able to articulate and speak to God at that moment, something you, you can actually take away from Hashem. And I think you'll agree with me before you get to your other point, that the Averis of Chilu Hashem have increased exponentially, I think, in the last 25, 30 years. There's so much scrutiny to who we are, so much scrutiny to whatever we do, so much scrutiny to whatever every person does. The cell phones definitely helped increase that. But every Muntik and Donnerstick we're seeing uh, displayed on the screens, displayed on people's WhatsApp groups, acts of Chil Hashem, things which make we as representatives of God uh, seem less. Let's talk about the case of Yosef Mordechai Pariser. And I don't know if he's one of our listeners. He might be. This was a Rebbe in, in Or Yushalayim, which was a yeshiva I was very familiar with. I, I would help send guys there. I, I used to speak to the yeshivas when they came. So he, he had a shteller there. I don't know what he was, probably a shayomation, maybe even. Second year Rebbe or something. It seems like oh, he'd been doing this for 10 years, and he had a wife and two children. But there was something bubbling within him. And uh, it was as primal as what makes the world go round. And that is that... He wanted relationships outside of marriage, and he created, due to the uh, availability of all of these online uh, avatar-type personas, he was able to create a persona for himself and carried on relationships with all different types of women, with all mostly Jewish women uh, in Eretz Israel, and presented himself as at best a traditionalist and at worst as a non-religious man. 
and engaged in these relationships, sometimes two or three at a time. And they were physical, consensual sex. And although he kept on making excuses why he couldn't bring anyone to his apartment and why no one could stay over on Shabbos, he had created this whole world and he had enough of, uh, there was enough truth in his lies. Turns out that he actually, his mother was a little bit of a, um, a woman with a disability. Uh, he had, he had familiarity with seeing eye dogs. So he presented himself as a seeing eye dog trainer and he was able through his smile, his good looks, and probably the same sort of personality that made him winning, a winning guy in the Vesmedrish, the same way that he got a job like Kim Levich and Bechopper would have said, hey, take us. Why don't you take us? We're ready to give Shior to first and second year guys in our years alive. But they took this guy and he was able to bifurcate his life until somehow prospective mother-in-law got suspicious. Who is this guy? I've never heard of him. The names he says doesn't match up. He doesn't seem, we don't know anybody like him from our Brooklyn neighborhood. And then after some research was done, uh, it was discovered that he indeed was a, another person. And what I found interesting was based on a law that I don't know how old it is in Eretz Yisrael. And you know why, of course, they instituted, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, there are many, of course, a lot of, uh, swarthy, dark Sephardim. And there's also a lot of swarthy, dark Arabs. And it's hard to know. So in Israel, they enacted a law that said that if an Arab pretends that he is an Israeli Jew and gets involved in a relationship with a Jewish woman, and he doesn't tell her that he's an Arab, but pretends that he's a Jew of some sort, he can now be arrested by the Israeli authorities Mm -hmm. as a rape. Because when you have consensual sexual relations, but you think it's someone else, that's be'etzema rape, because you never would have agreed otherwise. Which is very, I thought it was very, now that you explain to me, I understand, but before I didn't understand the law, because everybody lies when it comes to these types of things, no? Every single philanderer in, 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 that's ever had an affair has a lie, or he says he's somebody else. And even if he uses the same name, this was something that, for security reasons, was enacted in Eretz Israel, but has now come to ricochet against Pariser, so now Pariser is, is under arrest. He's a flight risk. Uh, and you brought this up to me, and I think that this has some relevance here, other than the fact that we can, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, get amusement at his, his plight. But I think Pariser, in a way, represents for many, in a, in a very grotesque, uh, exaggerated fashion, what it is that stops people. I mean, again, there's one part of Pariser that was probably the dedicated Rebbe, the one who was great in sheer, the one who loved teaching Torah. But there was another part of him that he had never really controlled. And, and therefore he started, he, he has this double life. And, and and many of us sort of look at ourselves as Jekyll and I. Many of us look at ourselves as, you know, the Averis that we, we, we know we would be embarrassed. Isn't that exactly what the Gemara Brocha says? That we have more Meira Basar Vidav than the Rabbanu In fact, the Gemara in Kedushan and other places says that if a person uh, it finds himself overwhelmed by doing for doing an Aveira, what should he do? Kill Bishlayra. Right? And go and bait, which is sort of what Pariser did, right? He, <laughs> I took he took off his shayrim. He took off he, he wasn't the black adder anymore, right? But basically the idea is go someplace where they don't recognize you and, and satisfy yourself. But over there it's interesting, like as the Gemara says in, in the Gemara says that by Atamakhokham that you know he zikr did chuba, right? Now it's even if Atamakhokham didn't have Arab Alaiva, 
he probably was mischaret. What happens over here is, is that if we don't understand the dynamics of truth, we end up really, in a way, sort of making peace with these two parts of ourselves. And that's, I think, probably the most difficult thing. And the most difficult thing is to say, and I think that's why so many people during Tfilazaka are basically reduced to jelly. Remember? I mean, most people by Tfilazaka are, are really owning up to the truth as Kol Nidre begins, that there are so many inconsistencies that they, they do have, in a way, two parts of them. I think that many of us, in a way, you know, sort of like talk to ourselves and say, hey, that's not the real me. To all, again, of course, what he did was to the, to the extreme. I think many of us, you know, whether it's the, the part of us that's aggressive in the supermarket and fights for that um, parking space when, of course, in the Smedrish, we, you know, we're mapping on, on, on whether it's that part of us that wolfs down the cheesecake you know, with barely the shahako in our mind. So, so again, I, I think that what we do is in order to make peace with ourselves is we sort of construct these two identities. And, and of course, some, many times the people who suffer the most here are the family, because we know we, we have plenty of, of, of situations where we have wonderful in terms of their tzibur, but they aren't that way at home. You find that when you, when you come to their home, if you know what's really going on and you hear these stories, and, and again, I think it's, it, it really has to do with the fact that we have a hard time making peace with our Averis that we do. That we re, and which is really the reason why tshuva logically shouldn't work. How can you erase things? That Meshachachma that I mentioned before, you know, in, you know, creates or is based on a mystical idea that the world falls apart at, at one moment. But that world that we inhabit most of the time, the world that we were supposed to be thinking about during our series of matrix, the world that we tread in. And, and, and if we really make a stock of, of the hundreds and hundreds of Averis that we do daily in terms of Bittlesma, Loshenhara, Ritzonis, Usir the Befarach, like the Chazanish that in the Rebbeinah pushing people to do things, uh, they don't want to do. Kol Akoyes, Kiyu, even Avedazora. And, 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 and all the bitl assays in terms of libera peiro and other things and, and, and the resistance, uh, to doing maisa chesed. You know, it, it's really incredible. When it happens on like, so Yom Kippur, most of you will be hearing this post Yom Kippur. I, I, I'll ask all of you, how was your mariv? <laughs> how did your mariv go after Yom Kippur, right? Ask a better question. Do they remember, do you all remember your Kabbalists still? Uh, do, they probably do. But I want to know the Aleinu that they said after Mar. I want to, even about the Kriyash. But I think that, you know, Pariser, in many ways, we, we, we can read, we read the story and we feel superior. But perhaps we should ask ourselves, have we made Charlotte? We- I, I agree with you in principle, but Pariser, 32 women, it's not the same thing. Okay. In other words, yeah, yeah, but 32. This is, a, this is a different Madrid altogether. Before we laugh him off, I think we should recognize that many of us, whether we lead a double life or not, we have not led a consistent life. And I think that part of what Yom Kippur is supposed to do is to, is to recalibrate ourselves in, in a realistic way. It's clear to me that the more one emphasizes the cloud, 
the better your chance of having a lasting impact. The more it's about you and your, you know, wallowing in your chatoyim and your life, the harder it's going to be, I think, to actually make it work post You really need to lace it and, uh, and make it part of the avoid of So whether you're at Anche Palisades or by me, by the, by the Anche, all different types of people who aren't Ashkenaz, you need to bond with that seaboard in ways that, you know, perhaps other Yamantarvim, you don't need to. You know, it really is, it, 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 as individualistic as your vidui is, you need to be, have, you need to add your voice, shatter your inhibitions, and, and really come to an ava of Klal Yisrael. Which, which, which is maybe the only way I think it could work. The Maral already says in the Sibar. It's very good, very interesting. It doesn't make sense. I'm not sure anybody ever said it before. The Maral in the Sibar Voida says that the reason when, when a person says Shema Yisrael, he's tapping into the Netzach of, of, of Knesset Yisrael, the Chloe's Yisrael. Shema Yisrael, Hashem, in other words, we can somehow talk to that part of ourselves that is greater than the 60 or 70 or 80 years we've been living here, the part that's all Klal Yisrael up. And Tshuva is really only Shaykh, I believe, really to work if we have that. Well, the Atom Kelm says, the Atom Kelm's main studies in Tshuva are and working on the antithesis of Pizar and Nefesh. So and they go together, right? You have to do things for, as a form of Atavat Am Yisrael, and then everything should come out of that Nakuda. I, I did see something interesting uh, this morning. It was quoted from the Bujavareva quoting his grandfather, Tzvi who was the grandson of the Bnei Yisrael. Tzvi says that he had a Masoyura, that the Sotom had a time on the Rabbi after the Neshama, the Baal came into the world and started doing his thing. He said, it's not fair. You know, you, 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 you're going to get, I'm going to lose my job because this Kayach is so powerful. This Kayach of Abba, this Kayach of Mitzvah, this Lavis Basimcha, this incredible mezek of how Tayyar and Avayda works. He's going to set everything aside, all right? It's not fair. So the Rabbeinu Shalom sort of gave him a shtickle of Dairon. And what was the Dairon? He said, okay, you know what your job is going to do now? Your job now is to make ktotas bein the shoyimri mitzvahs. Your job now, you're right, the big, big Averis, the Baal is is insulating us from most of that. But what is, what's still extremely powerful is the ktotas and the anger and the smallness and the infighting between the Hasidim themselves, and of course, between the Hasidim and the Muslim. And that has really been, in a way, since the time of the Baal has been having a Valdegahatzlacha, especially recently. That's right. That's right. Ayla, Ayla, he should get, you know, bonuses galore. That's right, because, and that really is, is, is the ultimate equal. But I think this is really, you know, something that, that can happen. Now, again, it, 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 you might think, well, come on, you know, what I'm doing here is sort of like candy coating. True, I'm not. You definitely should go through that whole alchet and take the chidoz alchet. It, it, it's it's important to actually think uh, and make a cheshbon anefesh of all the things. But but I think part of what, what what can help us not turn into miniature parisers is the sense: look, I I I, I have to do this for Klal Yisrael. 
And I, I have to do whatever I can to make the technology strong. I think even kvetching, like we do, when we realize that we are meant to help push forward Yisrael in a better way, then we won't reflect so negatively on derision and pain that we have. You should have a person you can talk to, and you have a person you should you can be frustrated with and talk to. But in general, what we have to exude towards others is the positivity of being part of a working system, of a positive system, and that we're there to help. And this is really a, a way that I think, you know, we have a, we have a derach of truth. I think here we in Wisla, the rice have to come upon ourselves in the coming year to work on uh, our leading Amisol in the right way. So, so we, we should stop being miscoited with everybody. I don't know. We'll have to uh, make him a chlek. is the same to mine. If everybody agrees with us, we'll be fine. If we can feel Avas Yisrael towards Kolechobiyah, to cry over the Chilashavas, to cry over what's occurring in terms of the woke uh, ideology and the so many Jews that are part of it, that are waving this flag and believe it, you know, it, it represents, you know, a new type of messianism and, and cry in a good way, not in just in this way, you know, these, these people, these people, they should all, they should be from the Maridim of Benomila. But to really, to really care and to, and to believe and, and to beg the Rabbi Nishayim for a, a restoration of happiness. You know, one of the things that, um, always touched me is that Shemayna Esrei is always Beloshin Rabbit. When I say, uh, in Shemayna Esrei, for example, even though I'm davening with my 25 people and my minion, you mean all Kali Israel. You don't mean just the other 20 people that are with you in, in that. So it's interesting where the Anche Knesset Hagdeva decided that you need to mention others. For example, the last Rocha, by Sim Sholem. By Sim Sholem, we say, Suddenly over there, we sort of say, hey, everybody else do. Well, don't you mean everybody else do? Of course you do. We always coil ourselves with the rabbit. So why in certain spots do we need to say it? Similarly, of course, in, in the, in these, in the insertions that we are going to say, not just us. In fact, every Kaddish ends that way as well. And all of a sudden, it's Al-Kol To me, the answer lies in the very first bracha where that statement is made, where we somehow are davening Belosh and Rabin, or, or articulating something Belosh and Rabin, and yet we mention all Klal Yisrael. And that is in Birchas HaTeva. In Birchas HaTeva, we say, And again, So Kivalevich wanted to say that there are places where we get selfish. There's places where it's easy for us to be clear ourselves with the seed. Yeah, okay. Everyone should have truth, right? Everybody should have Rafunas. You don't have to say Rafain Hashem, but there's certain things, for example, Sholem, Torah, and especially now, you know, at the, the Hasim of the Chaim Torah, where it's so personal, where we only want it for us. 
So the the Anshagnas Agdeva or whoever the Masaknetsuma were realized that we need to be alerted to mention others. And Tyra for sure, right? We're so happy that everybody's an Avaris, right? right? No, no, we want everyone to know Masika Satera, not just Unzerchev. And I think that's again a, a little bit of a, of a lesson. Uh, we, 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 there are places where it's easy to be large hearted and to want to be part of Klal Yisrael. The things that are essential to us, though, we, we still have this bodily, animalistic aspect that it's only for us, or maybe the people that are part of our group, or maybe the people that are here in our city, but not everyone. And I think that's, that's what these brachas are really directing us to do, to push ourselves, to, to imagine all of Klal Yisrael Biyach. It's very nice, it's very nice. You're welcome to use it. So hopefully, speaking to you in a matzah of simcha, I hope to be, of course, in Peretz HaKedosh, uh, and we will be able to share. Yeah, right after you do a Simcha Space of Shoeva, I'm seven hours behind, you will be in, we'll do a brisk with the rice and you'll be like, Elo, Elo. You know, look, because the Simcha is one thing, but the Ruach HaKedosh, the Shaftim, Naim that, of course, I'll need to open up the great, great fount and well of wisdom uh, from Yosef Gabriel Belchafer. We'll catch you, Mirz Hashem, soon. Take care, everybody. Be Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.